funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello world, welcome to the funniest people I know podcast and radio show. I'm George Caloris, and here with me today are my very funny co-hosts. We have TJ Jackson. What's up, TJ? Hey, glad to be here. And Abigail Williams. Hey, Abigail. What's up? And Alexandria Sweat. What's going on, Alexandria? Just out here trying not to freeze. Okay, so I had to tell you all a story from one of my work days this week. Okay. I'm a teacher aide. My classroom right now, super frigid, very cold, and not everyone can take it. (laughs) one of my eighth graders a 13 year old boy in class eighth grade i don't know i only remember about eighth grade from that movie from bo burnham you don't remember being in the eighth grade uh i don't think i ever did it i think i was just like i'm good and then i don't think i ever (laughs) did it even as a homeschooled middle schooler middle school still sucked it just sucks there's something about 11 through 13 that is just awful and Mm -hmm. musty and i just uh musty is a good word because they don't use deodorant exactly that's neither here nor there our classroom is cold and we've all been in there in coats gloves just trying to make it through these virtual classes and we'll call the student l l is trying his best to stay warm in class. He's getting blankets. He's wrapped up in his coat. He looks like a human burrito. <laughs> At one point, his head is sinking into his coat like a robot. The his head is popped out, and then they like, like, <laughs> like they retracted for the night or something. Like I kept looking at L, and I and I would see him dozing off or nodding off and I was like poor thing he is so cold and he is trying his hardest to stay awake there were points where he would actually go to sleep but he would get back up well this one moment in class yesterday bless his heart the baby was knocked out for a solid three minutes while we kept saying L L oh my god (laughs) oh no three minutes that's not like three seconds that's a legitimate amount of time out out mind you the classroom i work in is COVID safe it's me two other students we are socially distant and we have very specific rules and protocols that we have to follow i'm really not even supposed to be near this student while i'm in class but I got concerned and I had to walk up on L and say, L, L. The teacher, she's on the projector and she's like, L. <laughs> the student, <laughs> like every, we have said his name 10, 15 times. Finally, I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to touch this boy's shoulder. And I know this probably seems bizarre, but because of everything right now, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. avoid touching. If I thought a middle schooler was dead, I think I could handle the risk of touching his shoulder. You have <laughs> like, a yardstick, like, don't you? Son, are you alive? I need to know. There's a lot riding on this. <laughs> like, that was a split second where I was like, now hold on, this child was just awake and breathing five minutes ago. <laughs> you poke him with a broom handle i should have if i could have found one thrown water on his face cold water <laughs> that's what they did in our school is they use spray bottles you know it's like wake like, us up. like, like bad cats, cats? <laughs> like your cats <laughs> my, listen, my sister suggested to me 
that as a way to get my son, who is one and a half, to stop sticking his hand in all the little drawers and pulling everything out, that I should spritz him in the face with some water. (laughs) I have not done it yet, but it's on my list of things to try, I guess. I think you should try that. (laughs) Or make the treats taste bad, like they do for dogs. Right. I mean, I was just like, uh, okay, kitty. That's a TikTok channel, Abigail. You spritzing your son in the face. (laughs) using my son for gain i like it they're just all videos of you spraying him in the face with water bottle like there's like an adult and therapy is like going in hard on these tiktok videos i still have dreams about her spraying me in the face with water i can't use social media to this day because because i'm all over it people are like you're the spray bottle baby spray bottle baby (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh my god look i'm just saying i'm putting it out there abigail just you know oh my gosh but eventually i tapped him on his shoulder and l woke up and he woke up in the funniest way possible as though he traveled back through time i don't know what he came back from but he was like <gasps> <laughs> maybe he was in a trance <laughs> he was yeah. like oh i oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) the teacher was like yo you had us concerned there for a little bit he wasn't talking or anything even after he woke up it took him like a minute to speak where did he go i would like to know i'm going on to george's conspiracy theory that (laughs) the world around us isn't really happening and maybe he was starting to wake up (gasps) you know and then you guys dragged him back you guys are the bad guys he was about to pick between the red and the blue pill, and we stopped him. Mm-hmm. You pulled him back. For making the choice. Shame. He's like, wow. whatever gets Shame. me out of eighth grade, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I have a follow-up okay. question. Your COVID protocols means that it's you and two students in this room, and then y'all are watching the teacher teach virtually. Is that correct? Yes. And so one of them is sleeping, and the other one's awake, and there's only two? He's got a lot of nerve. There's no way he's going to have his butt covered. So if your guy's awake and you're asleep, we all know it. That's some bold stuff. Well, I'm glad your student didn't <laughs> die on you today. I, I don't know if I could have handled too. that. That was not the drama I needed this week. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, you had some news you wanted to share with our audience. Are yeah. you pregnant? <laughs> no. I tried, but I cannot get pregnant. Dang it. I want to hear the story of that. Yeah, I don't know. This is a family show, Abigail. Oh, yeah. You're right. You know what? I think that (laughs) trying to start a family is a beautiful thing. So take that. (laughs) Thanks to your show, my son is asking me a lot of weird questions. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to your parenting, you let your kid listen to this show. (laughs) Put a rental code on that podcast app, Frank. This will unfortunately be my last episode with everyone. Yeah, it's just been a very rough year and I have other things that I need to focus on. I'm sad that I can't bring the same hilarious moments everyone else is bringing this time. I've been here for two and a half years, but it's been like great experience and i'm going to never forget it unless i have alzheimer's then i will definitely forget oh no or dementia (laughs) that would be bad 
and uncommon at your age, though I'm sure it's possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Or hit something with my head and I'll also forget. Well, I hope you don't suffer head trauma. Same. I- I'm not wishing that on you. Even though George thought you were dead a couple weeks ago and you had to miss an episode, I would never say that about you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Abigail. Not George. TJ, <laughs> we're going to miss you so much. Thank you. I will miss you all as well. For the time that I remember you. Right. It's limited. We don't have much time left, it sounds like. Exactly. Miss us well, please. I will. I will. Oh, gosh. I'll be in my nursing home of old age and be like, I remember when I did a podcast. Edward, is that you? Who? No, this is Gretel. Oh, wrong room. Gretel, you sound like a man I once knew named T.J. Jackson. He was a famous podcaster. Nurse, is that you? I'm missing the shoe. (laughs) Nurse, why are you laughing? He's missing his shoe, nurse. Everyone's coming in to laugh at me. (laughs) The one-shoed resident. Keep your shoes in your room. If you throw them out again, we will throw you out. We are not afraid to do it this time. Oh, I believe her. I saw her throw out Martha May last Tuesday. Gretel, this podcast, you're telling everyone about it. People are concerned. It was very famous. A lot of people tuned in. Who was the best host on the show? Do you You remember? I don't know. Who was the funniest? (laughs) I think his name was uh, Edward. Yeah, Edward (laughs) was the funniest one. George, where are you? Are you going to come into the scene? Where's my son? I haven't (laughs) seen him in so long. Oh, is that him outside the window? (laughs) George is just sitting in the corner laughing. He went from zero to acid trip so fast. From zero to hero, Hercules. (laughs) That's nursing homes for you. There was this one long yeah. acid reflux trip. Those random TJ ad libs that get me through the week. <laughs> Good wig. Yes. Nobody said anything Definitely. about a wig, TJ. That too. But that's okay. I'm going to miss this as well. That's what happens when we do Zoom calls for podcasts. For podcasts. <laughs> What's going on, TJ? Podcast. Speaking of stoned. Already this is a family show. Here's the real reason I can't go on and deteriorate. <laughs> To our listeners who may actually be deteriorating, no disrespect. We're kicking TJ off because of his comments he made tonight. (laughs) We knew in advance. He's canceled. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah, I've canceled myself, unfortunately. (laughs) TJ, I think that you are hilarious and one of the funniest people truly that I know. And you are going to be so missed. Oh, thank you. Uh. He's crying. America, he's crying. He's overwhelmed with emotion. We're going to have to cut here. We should probably end the episode. He won't stop crying. Well, this has been another episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. George, listen, you have something you're doing for this month. Take us to a lighter place. What are you going to do this month? Brighten the lives of our listeners without TJ. Why should they still listen? Why should they still listen now that TJ is leaving? Give us something. Here's something to live for. Yeah. So the other day I heard an ad for the Hallmark Channel. And they are doing something like 38 days of Christmas or countdown to Christmas. And so they have a new Christmas movie every day. And with this ad, what they wanted me to do was to watch every single one of them. And I thought, what the hell would that look like if you watched 
Christmas movies on Hallmark every single day. Do you know how many original made for TV holiday movies are coming out this year? Just this year. Wait, um, I don't know. about Hallmark itself? Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix. Give me a guess of how many new movies you think are coming out this year. Oh, 50. 20. Eight. It's 94. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> DJ one. Yeah, thank you. If there's a war on Christmas, the opposition is losing. I was thinking there's just no way that anyone can watch all these movies. And Alex and I were talking and we are going to take on the stupidest challenge this month. And we're going to watch them. Not all of them, not all 94. No, you said it. You're going to watch all 94. So that's committing to how many a person? 40 something. 40 something a person. So you'd have to watch one and a half a day for the whole month. That would be 42. A part, no, 52 a person. No, what is this math? Are we going for it? We're going to go for all 94? How can you not? We're losing TJ. What are you going to do to make up for that? <laughs> but watch 40-something Christmas movies. And I just want to see if our brains are going to turn into ornaments, eggnog, gingerbread trees, or like a stocking. What are gingerbread trees? I was just wondering <laughs> that. Gingerbread trees. I'm making a gingerbread tree, not a house. Mommy, mommy, look at my gingerbread tree. <laughs> what the hell is this, you idiot? Where's the house? <laughs> what kind of child makes a gingerbread it. tree for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> she flicks some ash onto it. Yeah. <laughs> you some snow. <laughs> you snow-covered tree branches. Yeah, but I'm with you, Alex. What happens to someone's brain if they watch all these? All right, I'm in. Divide and conquer. We're going to knock out all nine. I'm ready. Let's do it. We watched one. We both watched the same one. 93 to go. Not two. That's correct. What movie was it? We watched the Netflix movie Jingle Jangle. I watched that. Ooh. Have you seen it, TJ? No, but I'm intrigued. As you should be. Are you in on the challenge, Abigail? We're going to make No, it- I am not. <laughs> You're like, not just no, but hell no. Let me just start this right now. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I watch Christmas movies nonstop once Thanksgiving is over, but I don't watch crappy Christmas movies. And I feel like that's all that Hallmark and Lifetime produces. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just a, a, an actor in need. If you want to cast me, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love your movies. They're the best. I'll be your girl. Lori Lachlan, if you're listening from prison, I am available. I'll be waitress number seven. I'll be cashier number two. I think there are some essential elements to what makes a good Christmas movie. And I felt Jingle Jangle had all of those elements and a little bit more. It did. You had the granddaughter, the tinkerer who lost Mm. everything. He was an inventor. I shouldn't call him a tinkerer. He was an inventor. But he tinkered with things. They called him a professor, though, which made me wonder, a professor of toys? Oh my goodness, the granddaughter. Journey. Beautiful, stunning, talented, compelling, amazing. All of that. The singing, the dancing, that hair. Don't be surprised if I come into one of these Zooms with that hairstyle. Please do. It was fantastic. She looked amazing. Let's just start there. Alex, in the beginning of the movie, Mrs. Huxtable, Felicia Rashad, is ex-wife the of Cosby the crazy? Well, I don't think she's his ex-wife. He just you know, she is. TV she was wife. married to him in the show. The Cosby's are not are married anymore. Together, the Cosby's are imagine. not together. No, 
Huxtable get out of there. As soon, as soon as she heard about the scandal, she's like, she Mr. Huxtable, screw you. Do you think she was going to stay with him after that? I don't think so. Mr. Huxtable has, didn't do it. She has <laughs> self pride, as she should. Get out of there, honey. In defense of Dr. Huxtable, he is an you innocent can, man. You cannot defend Huxtable. Cosby, terrible, but Huxtable didn't uh-uh. do anything wrong. No. That's what's so tragic about Cosby going downhill is that he murdered Huxtable and it broke my little heart and it broke her heart. That's why she's on this movie. Gray hair. Beautiful. That was my whole point. But she's been through it. That's why she's telling her grandkids this story. I think we should call her. Get her on the line. Guess. I would die. So would I. We should tell her. We're looking for a new co-host, actually. <laughs> TJ is leaving us. George, you were talking about Felicia I'm, Rashad's hair. That's how no, this all started. I was just <laughs> saying her hair looked amazing. The gray braids were so beautiful. And I hope that when you grow up, Alex, that you rock that hair because you'd look great in that. And it looked so good. That was my only point in bringing her up. It's a good thing I rescued <laughs> that part of the conversation. Then. <laughs> the costuming was amazing everyone looked so christmas it reminded me of all the best parts of christmas attractions and things you would visit as a kid the little shops with the old brick and mortar yeah the whole town was really cute it looked like it took place in like diagon alley at universal studios it reminded me of christmas in oz the costuming and the way it looked if there's anything negative about this movie it's that it's not really about christmas it just happens to take place around december 23rd the only other part that was a little bit interesting to me was when these kids are getting chased by fire down a tunnel and they're about to get shot out into the thing and i was like what has propelled this fire into this tunnel and how did they know the exact speed they would need to get propelled out and not get cut up by this fan that was a key moment of magic they had a checklist and they're like we need an interesting protagonist we need an academy award winning actor we need a chase scene we need a flying scene we need an adorable robot and they just kind of put it all together it's very specific and i think it's going to be a classic it is it's a great movie belief and magic and all these things are more at the forefront than the holiday itself You know, if you believe in the magic of things, anything is possible. That song that that granddaughter sang. The square root of impossible is possible in me. It was so epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. It was magical. Okay, but that's the moment where I realized that this movie is really a parable of egos. And we can't really dive into that without spoiling the movie. But that's the subtext. I think it's all about ego. And then you have to get past your ego in order to truly achieve what you should in life. So that was my Christmas message I got from that movie. It's going to be a really great movie for me to watch. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. It's like song and dance numbers and and shot well, and there's this great animation. We totally failed to explain what the movie's about, but it is a great story too. (laughs) Yeah. The worst reviewers ever, Alex. We'll get better. We have approximately 45 more times (laughs) to get this right. (laughs) Alex and I are going to categorize these movies for people. Basically, if they're any good, if you should watch them or if they're a skip. So you don't have to watch all 94. And we're going to put this one on the nice list, right, Alex? Yes, it is definitely on the nice list. 
TJ, so it's your last day, and I thought there's no better way to celebrate one of your last episodes than by putting you on the hot seat in the writer's graveyard. Oh, God. We've been writing together for years, and we've been on several writing teams. So I just found some classic old TJ sketches. We have time for one. We were reading Angela's Confession by TJ Jackson. Interior opens on a confessional booth. A priest is sitting on one side of the confessional booth. Angela enters stage left and sits on the bench. Forgive me, Father, I have sinned. Ah, oh, what's up, Angela? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just realized I illegally parked in a handicapped spot out front. I should go. It's fine, Angela. No, I, I should go. I'm sure someone else will need it. No one else is here, and there's six other handicapped spots, Angela. Sit down. You're right. The parking lot is empty. Of course it is. Do you have anything to confess, my child? I lied to my friend, Sharon. Oh. She asked if I liked her new hair, and I said yes. It can't be that bad. She dyed it blonde and got bangs. Angela pulls out a sleeve of communion wafers and begins to eat them. <laughs> Ooh, with the shape of Sharon's face? I can't see how that looked good. You should tell her the truth. Oh, that's not happening. Angela, are you eating in the confessional booth? Yeah, I found some crackers on the way here. Oh, they taste terrible. Ugh. Ah. Those are for... Oh, never mind. Anything else? Well, I guess there's one last thing. I uh, may have smoked some... Uh... Herbal grass. What now? Some sticky icky. Sticky what? Some green trees. Trees? Some broccoli, parsley, sassafras, turnip greens. Is this a grocery list? Oh, I smoked <laughs> some weed, Papa Tom. Oh, that dank kush. Yes. <clears throat> How did you come upon this herbal grass? I discovered it in my son's pocket while doing laundry. You stole your son's weed? I <laughs> confiscated a quite impressively rolled blunt. And can I just say it's not easy being Angela right now. It's very stressful being not only a mom, but a mom with four kids. I thought you had five children. <laughs> oh, yeah. Angela, are you high right now? Hey, this is just a confessional booth, not a judgment <laughs> booth, thank you. Well, I think we're all done here. Angela pulls on the doorknob. Okay, wait. How do I get out of here? Oh, oh no, I, I'm trapped. Push, Angela. Angela opens the door. Oh, I can breathe. Oh, my God. I mean, Christ, damn. I mean, dang. Angela, get the hell out of here. Yep, okay, I'm going. Angela begins to leave, still holding the wafers. Oh, Angela. Hey, what's up? Leave the wafers here. Ugh, fine. And end. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the first that I wrote, I believe. <laughs> well, I liked it. I thought it was pretty funny. Thank you. I don't know what inspired that. I think is part Catholic upbringing. Part halfway through, you found some broccoli, parsley, sassafras, or turnip greens, maybe? Exactly, yeah. Were and you brought up Catholic? Eighth grade, moving on. Yeah, I was. Middle school. Man, that's a hard turn. <laughs> right? Yeah. My dad wanted a discount on the Catholic <laughs> high school. 
Yeah. Wow. And it wasn't even that much. It was like 10% off. He was like, it's worth it. It's worth all that I'm about to go through. <laughs> He's like, you know, that's a trip to Walmart. So we got to convert. <laughs> I was like, I have no friends here. And he's like, join the Boy Scout. Like, TJ, you are going to be leaving us. And I don't think it would be appropriate for us to send you off without some well wishes. George, yeah, I think that's- Alex, you got some kind well wishes you want to say to TJ? Well, you didn't say that to be kind. Okay, you're right. You can say whatever you want to say. Mine are kind. I'll go first. TJ, may your visits to doctor's offices be unencumbered with picturesque shows like Leave it to Beaver and The Andy Griffith Show. May your time spent making lists include only grocery store items and best hospitals for coffee dates with random people named (laughs) George. Yes. (laughs) May you go on from here to produce funnier, wittier comedy than any of us poor souls here at Funniest People I Know could ever hope to make. And please remember us when you make it, wherever you go. We will miss you, TJ. That was great. It's definitely the end of an era, TJ. You and I have been working together in some way or another since the day I met you. And I will never forget ever you wandering around that room and passing out name cards to everybody in this class on their little desks and you walking up to me and you're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm George. You're like, I don't have a name tag for you. (laughs) I knew in that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna be friends with this guy. I met Alex that day too, but you made that impression. And ever since then, we've worked together in some capacity on some project. So it's gonna be weird not working with you, but it's been a lot of fun. And you've been here since day one and we'll definitely miss you. And I win. Oh, thank you. I still don't have a name <laughs> card for you. Luckily, I know my name, so it's okay. But, oh my well, God. He doesn't know yours. Cause yeah. if you called him asking for a coffee date, he wouldn't be aware if it was you or another George. Would <laughs> it? I'd be like, how do I know you? When did we meet? Do you know why I gave everyone name cards? Because it was like our third class and everyone remembered everyone else's names <laughs> but me. I honestly am so bad with names and everyone be like, Leah, you read this part and Richard, you're up for this role and Sandra, you know, you read for this character. And I'm like, oh my God, who, what, where? We should have name cards, honestly. Like everyone should have like a label in front of them that has their name because I'm not remembering 20 names. Y'all, if I was in charge, everyone would be required to wear a name tag at all times just to save us all from the embarrassment of being like, hey, <laughs> you? I, yeah. We finally Buddy? uncovered the mystery Partner? of what was going on that day. It was so weird. <laughs> it's also, that was yeah. the day Della Reese died. You're like, everyone, Della Reese died. Do you know who she is? And I was the only one who did, but I didn't respond. I didn't want to be the only one to respond. <laughs> wow, George, that's kind of insightful <laughs> about you. I'm the last one that has something to say to you. You guys know me as your most practical and sensible friend, right? Anyway, we won't answer that. The point is, I have some advice for you as you head out and do your thing. Remember to wear a mask (laughs) at all times. (laughs) Keep creating lists and twinks next doors. Plural is twinkies, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I just want to say I'm going to miss working with you. I felt like you were in my pop culture kindred spirit. And you crack me up, TJ. You're so authentic and you're so true to yourself. And I love all these parts of you. And I'm going to miss working with you and your random amazing moments. And I wish you the best as you go out here and do your thing. My first ever memory of Alexandria Sweat was her doing a monologue as <laughs> Michelle yes, Obama. Yes, that was such a great monologue. It was her answer to... About bad eating habits and the food regulations and stuff. I think she has a lot to say about this <laughs> current administration. She's producing a sketch show with Barack. About Is that what you're going something. to? Are you going to the Obama sketch show? Because I haven't heard about this anywhere from you, which sounds like you got hired. Yeah, um, Barry <laughs> reached out to me. And Barry. Said, hey, I uh, heard you write some funny stuff. <laughs> that was great. And you even got a wig for it and everything. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I did. TJ, we also have one other well wish from I'm not even going to say we're not going to play it for you right now we're going to insert it into the podcast so that you finally have to listen to one of the episodes if you want to hear it all right I'll give you a blind reaction (laughs) right now wow Robert Downey Jr wow yeah I can't believe y'all got the man to wishing you are so ridiculous he is so fine and just had the Iron Man himself listening to his podcast knowing that. I can't believe I'm leaving now. Wow. You're welcome. This is what we do, TJ. Oh, man. No, I should go with Bella <laughs> Reese. Oh, that's such a Howdy ho, TJ. It's your old pal, the Lone Ranger. Remember when you and I went on an adventure to help you work out your daddy issues? That was a wonderful time. Why, you screamed so loud, my horse Silver lost hearing in his left ear. You scared the hell out of those bandits with that funny little dance you did. I want to wish you well and leave you with three pieces of advice. Always keep your bow tie straight. Don't fart upwind of a prospective mate. And remember, an otter goes down easier than a bear. Good luck, TJ. Hi-ho, Silver! TJ, these are our well wishes from us to you. And I think it would be appropriate if you had some final words for America, the global community, everyone that listens to this beautiful podcast, who's going to be mourning the loss of you as we all are. I know I can only imagine all the mourning and tears happening right now. Don't be sad, everyone, because it's Christmas time. (laughs) 
their new original movies on Netflix. Celebrating the holidays. Anyway, so here is my goodbye note. Two and a half years. Wow. I can't believe I've been on this show longer than I've held any relationship. But yet again, I guess not. I want to thank Will for asking me to be on this show. It was really humbling, but also surprising. I honestly think everyone else was just busier at the time. I also want to thank George, who has dedicated more time to this show than anyone has really been. And he's truly the heart, soul, and reason why we're all still here. Not here on Earth, though, but, you know, like (laughs) recording this show. Yeah, he's not like the reason for everything, but I know what you mean. He's the reason for the show. He didn't give birth to (laughs) us. Your mom will create. He's not our savior, but he's the guy who helps us run this good. Yeah. Right. Not a bad tagline for a show, though. Alex, you have a very bright future ahead of you. And I ask that you only think of me on your way to the Vanity Fair after party <laughs> because I know you'll forget to thank me on stage. <laughs> <laughs> please tell your Aunt Viola Davis I love her and for Whoopi to call me back. Okay. <laughs> Because the amount of times he's called her is outrageous. Exactly. I think her phone is disconnected. Abigail, I'm so glad you agreed to be on the show. I've always been in love with your musical talent. And the fact that you agreed to reenact George's favorite celebrity diva (laughs) moments. My favorite role of yours. And to Jane, uh, I say thank you for producing this podcast and making me sound funnier than I am, as well as probably more innocent. (laughs) We are all so lucky to have you keep working with us every week and haven't canceled us yet. And to the listeners, thank you for tuning in. You're the reason we do this. And I thank you for, um, and and that's when I stopped. (laughs) And I thank you for something. I'm sure it's it's in there. Next time I'm in the shower, it's going to come. I'll write it down. We'll get it in post, America. We'll we'll let you know what he said when it comes to him. Well, you know, we don't know when it will be, but we'll we'll put it Eventually, in. Later. When it happens, though. Insert something really sweet and sentimental, Jane, please. Thank you. <laughs> it's the most perfect ending ever. Jane, I'm sure I said something great in the past recording that you that did not make one of the, the podcast shows. So just, yeah, slip it in right there if you <laughs> could. Thank you. She's like, absolutely not. Why would she hide the gems when she worked so hard to reveal them? I don't know. I feel like she has like a folder somewhere on her desktop that has just best of TJ. That hasn't made the airways or anything. Well, TJ, we will definitely miss you, but you'll have for to, these moments. I don't know, come back in the future <laughs> when we need somebody to do sound effects. TJ, make it. Do the foghorn. Oh, uh, absolutely. Foghorn. Um... Oh, wow. <laughs> that... Foghorn. Yeah. Uh... I think what that was was a cat <laughs> at a party, like at a club, maybe. If I yeah. may. That is not the first sound effect you made, TJ. I just want to put that out there. That was not your popcorn originally. <laughs> he had time to think about it, and then he made a cat sound. Yeah. So that's odd. I was like, wait, foghorn? Somewhere in there. Uh, Maybe he doesn't up, know what a foghorn um, is. 
but I don't know why TJ would do that, but that's what happened. He was a cat at a club, like, there was like some sass and attitude. Is the club cat. called Frisky Business? But the problem, oh my God. I really want to oh, go. There's, oh, oh my there's no right better TJ oh to God. end with than that. So <laughs> with that, my friend, this has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our amazing producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you like the show, please like, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcasts. Email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. Uh, Foghorn. Yeah, I did it.